0: Hello, I'm Jonathan Scott, and welcome to On Air Education. A special thank you to my friend, Clint Holmes, for helping out with that animation. Uh, We are dedicated to helping teachers, parents, and most importantly, students with distance learning. We're coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, specifically Clark County, which is the fifth largest school district in the United States, with over 18,000 teachers and over 300,000 students. According to the Las Vegas Review Journal, more than 90% of our students in Clark County have assigned more Fs and 77% assigned more D grades than in 2019, mirroring a national trend of lower student achievement during school closures amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The percentage of grades has doubled from 6%, over 13% in fall 2020. And while the percentage of A grades remained the same at 31%, 11% of the students who had A's now have F's in fall 2020, affirming that many families report that typically high-achieving students struggled with virtual school. Furthermore, the connection between academic performance and mental health is sometimes even more apparent in typically high-achieving students. Doing well in school allowed students to feel better about themselves, and it's hitting them harder than ever like something else is being taken away. That said, distance learning is a global concern affecting not just uh, here in Las Vegas, but our goal is to share tips on engaging your audience. And we've invited our panel to talk about their experience in schools and what suggestions they have for parents and teachers in engaging their students. Uh, on today's On Air Education, we'll hear from actor Cindy Williams from the iconic situation comedy Laverne and Shirley, the star of Criminal Minds, Joe Montaigne, and special education teacher Nancy Zegler. Everyone, this is my friend Cindy Williams. (laughs) Looking very professorial. Yes, yes. You suggested I
1: wear my glasses. (laughs) Yes, I. I I did want to give myself that uh, hint of um, of intelligence.
0: (laughs) Well, I find you to be very intelligent. Oh, thank you. When you were young, were there teachers that inspired you? That um, and and how they engaged you to get into the profession that you did?
1: Oh yes. Um, Oh. Well, of course, my uh, drama teacher, Mr. Culp, in high school. Um, and, but I remember, as far as learning goes, I remember in American history having this teacher, Mr. Ramirez, and it was after lunch. And, uh, Do we want to hear this? Oh, well, <laughs> 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 it was after lunch. We were all tired, and he would always make it. Um, make a big picture out of uh, what he was teaching, and he was teaching some battle, this is how well I remember, some battle of Hill Number, the Battle of Hill Number 104 in the Civil War, and uh, no one was listening, so he said, all right, let's say Miss Williams has uh, a <laughs> her army, and she's running up the hill. And Mr. Shoemaker, you're running after Miss Williams. And then everyone perked up and listened to the the lesson. So he was just making a big picture out of it, and uh, we could all grasp onto that picture. And we learned uh, much better in his class than in other classes where it was kind of Mm -hmm. flat and the teacher wasn't expressive like that.
0: And coming to you all the way from Los Angeles, California, Parts Unknown, our friend, actor, you may know him from Criminal Minds, or many, many movies with David Mamet, and uh, I don't know how many movies he's done by now, but our friend, Joe Montaigne. Hey, John. Good to
2: see you. Good to see you all. <laughs>
0: Great to see you, Joe. And, you know, I, I appreciate you coming in because we're going to talk a little bit about um, special education because we have another guest on our panel Here from Clark County, we have Nancy Zegler joining us, and Nancy is a special education teacher, and I really appreciate you joining us today, Nancy.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: So, Nancy, as a special education, your your specialty, really, and you said, and I I forgot how you you wrote uh, autism is... You said isolated, isolated.
3: Self-contained.
0: Self-contained, which right. to me means isolated.
3: Well, that's a little, right, that's an abrasive use of a word. So we say self-contained.
0: Self-contained. Well, say hello to our friend, our friend Joe Montagna. Hello, Joe. Uh, hello, Nancy. <laughs> Joe, you're working on a new show. Can we talk about that at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be doing a, a new series for Amazon, and uh, it was especially... Um, significant for me because I do have a daughter with, uh, you know, with autism. She's 33 years old now. And, uh, the, the working title for this new series is called on the spectrum. And basically it's about three young adults all around the age that my daughter is right now, who all live together in a protected environment, like in a home, that uh, typical of these places that do exist, uh, like the regional centers, at least here in California are involved in. And, uh, the three actors who are the three young people who are on the spectrum, his characters are also really on the spectrum. And I play the father of the lead young man. And the show is created by Jason Cadence who did Parenthood and Friday Night Lights. And he himself has a, has a, a child on the spectrum. And so it, when I read the script, it was just a, such a beautiful script. And, and uh, because it's got humor, it's got... It's got It's got obviously serious aspects to it, but it's a real slice of what, at least certainly what my and my family's experience has been like having a child with autism. And I think it's, uh, hopefully will be entertaining, educational, and hopefully all the things that good television can do,
0: can be. Joe, I want to ask you the same question that I asked Cindy. As when you were going to school in Cicero, uh, was there a teacher that stands out in your mind? I mean, was there somebody that was inspirational that motivated you somehow?
2: Without question. A very similar answer to what Cindy said in the sense that there was one teacher, his name was Jack Leckle. He's, he's well into his, he might be close to 90 now. He's in certain levels well of his 80s. And he was one of those guys that made the theater department so exciting so uh, i'll I'll put it this way i i i no more wanted to become an actor than the man in the moon when i was in high school I, I, i there's nothing pointing to me to that profession i had seen one play in my life but on a dare i tried out for a play at the high school and i didn't get cast but the whole experience was so exciting i kept pursuing it and then for the next couple of years in high school, and then two years beyond in junior college, because the junior college in was connected to the high school. That's all I did. And Jack Leckle was, he made it so exciting. And so it was like the first time I was on Broadway, which was in 1970, 70, 78. I did a musical on Broadway. And I remember walking into the Broadway theater and looking around and thinking, you know what, my experience in high school, high school auditorium was actually bigger than this. And then the whole experience was even more, uh, seemed more in a way, not professional, but just, it, it was almost like it was a perfect preparation for, for, for the big time. In other words, he ran that high school program like the big time. So that when I wound up then doing a, a play a few years later, the play Hair in 1959, of the four leads in the play, and we're talking about thousands and thousands of kids auditioning, three of us, were from that high school. Wow. Which I think was a testament to how good that teacher was and, and his staff in, in putting instilling that love of, of, of the theater in, in us.
4: Whoever you are, you're one of us. Whatever you want, we'll get you there. If you're not like anyone else, you're just what we're looking for. It's time to enroll in your future. Nevada State College. Welcome to the Great American Pub, a great place to hang out with your friends, watch a game, and enjoy some great pub food. Our kitchen is open 24-7 with our full menu. Try some of our signature dishes like lobster mac and cheese or clam chowder. Join us at the Great American Pub and enjoy happy hour specials. Grab a drink and enjoy great pub food from all over the country right here in Las Vegas. The Great American Pub with two great locations, 215 in Eastern and Flamingo in 215. In a changing world, it's time to change how we look at college. That's why Nevada State College provides excellence with affordability, a campus with diversity, and programs that offer opportunity. Nevada State College. Be bold. Be great. Be state.
0: Now, Cindy, I have wow. to ask you about engaging an audience for any tips for the teachers or the parents that you use either on camera or on stage, because you're also a stage performer, to to engage the audience.
1: Well, um, you mean... and. Teachers now are teaching in a flat dimension, right? So um, I just say you have to be bigger than life, just like theater. You have to be really bigger than life, not be afraid to express yourself and uh, express the subject matter. Like I said about Mr. Ramirez, my point was that he took the story of that battle and, and just brought it to life and made us all really listened to it because he kind of personalized it. And he had um, just a a definite way about painting a picture. And that's, you know, that's when you get on stage, of course, you've got people there. So you have that camaraderie, that natural, you know, give and take. And you can feel it in the room when uh, I can just imagine what it must be like for teachers to have to teach in this flat you know, dimension and you've got to create a proscenium and even be bigger than bigger than life and expressive and capture them so that you give the feeling of being right there.
0: Now we've talked before about one of your, your directors, Gary Marshall, and okay. his thing. Ian, can you put one of the pictures, the coat hook picture up? Yeah. Now you've talked to me about <laughs> it right. talk a little bit about Gary Marshall's right. direction for you. Right.
1: Well he would um He would always ask, what's the funny picture? And I think that's an example of what the funny picture is. And that, um, and he would always um, want some, he would always just make it, always utz it, and make it bigger and bigger and bigger and funnier and funnier and funnier and more energy. And until you're at, just what Joe was talking about, his theater teacher, just make it so exciting and thrilling that you were just waiting to perform it. And um, so um, with, you know, with that in mind, I was thinking about subjects, you know, in school. And if you think, what is the picture of this subject? And what do I want to get across? And you just think about it in physical terms, in how you present it, and just the excitement that you have to draw to yourself to get a you know through that screen to your
0: students. So this is our third show on honor education, and one of the things that that has stood out is that teaching math is different different than teaching history, right. and teaching science is different than teaching art. Right. And one of the things that led us here today to this topic is the challenge that Nancy Ziegler has of teaching kids that have special needs. Kids. So Nancy, what techniques do you use? to keep them engaged on, a, on distance learning. How's it working out?
3: Well, I mean, it's January, so I can say it's working out a lot better than it was in August. <laughs> so I, I had to pull from the acting techniques of you have to find something fun and happy so that you're able to then emote it to the children. So if it was something in August, I was like, it was just, seeing their faces again. I've had my students for three years now. So it's like just seeing their faces. I was already hyped up being like, it's so good to see you. I'm so happy you're here. All right, let's go do our what's today. Okay, it's what month is it? And we would just go through our start going through our routines. But the challenges as the months go on is like keeping that motivation going like it's 8am again, and we have to start this and Yes, we're going to go through the same routine, but having to add in. So I'm like, okay, so what did you do this weekend? And trying to get them to kind of answer me back more. But I work with subjects that are functional life skills. So, like, my math skills is us talking about dollar bills. So, I have the money out. I'm like, let's get our money out. And the, the kiddos have their own set of money. So, let's get the money out and count. And sometimes we pick fun things to buy that we really can't buy, but we look on the internet like, okay, oh, wow. we want to buy Pop the Pig. So, therefore, we like, okay, let's count how many we're going to need to buy Pop the Pig. And so, it's just a lot of emoting, like you said, and just hoping that an ounce of a smile comes back to you or there's some sort of excitement in their body language with our kiddos with autism have some stims that they call where they start to rock back and forth which might show that they're really engaged and just looking like please just don't be a bump on the log I'm trying to do my best for you guys I want the best for you guys so that's one of the ways another big way is getting my parents involved so I try to make it as entertaining that the parents want to sit in on the lesson too So I try to also have like that two layer Pixar thing where, you know, jokes are written on, you know, a layer for adults to enjoy, but also for the kids to enjoy. So I hope that, you know, kind of brings them in because the more that we're they can sense that this is not a punishment, the better. I want everybody to have the energy that they're enjoying what's going on, you know, for my half hour to hour long sessions.
1: Wow. That is theatrical. It That's is. wonderful,
3: the way you do that. I mean, it's wonderful. Do you ever sing to, oh with each other? Uh, you bet, songs are big. We like to sing our songs together. Uh, I'll make songs just off the top, just off the top, oh, yeah. I have a okay, go ahead. Saying. Well, right, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's almost February, next week is February. Can't you wait? It's gonna be February. It's like,
0: gonna be my birthday. You know, right,
3: right. So, <laughs> who has a birthday?
1: That's perfect. It
0: works, That's- Joe. I, I know that your daughter is um is is, you know, over thirty right now. But when she was in school, what was what was what was the biggest challenge for you as a as a parent?
2: Well, one thing we found out, and, 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 and I think we will understand this, is when um, my daughter went into the special educational programs at the school. You know, there, there are a lot of wonderful things about it. But one thing we discovered, especially with our, my travels, I mean, luckily, with the, it being my profession, I did a lot of traveling, and I would always take the whole family with me, and it would be like, even if they're this little school, it's more important that we all spend together as a family unit. But in our travels, especially when like we went to other c- c- cities and also other countries, we found out that they had a different. Some of them had different feelings about special education, and some of them stressed more inclusion. In the sense of, when possible, try to put the child in a kind of a classroom setting where it's not, not all of the children in there are of special needs, and so that the peer group that your child is in is more a group of you know kids that that hopefully that they're they're picking up from and learning from, and, 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 and so it's not all just people with certain kinds of special needs, you know, conditions. So, because of that, that was very important and worked out very well because once we, as the years went on, we would take advantage of that. So, there was a constant thing of moving our daughter to the And A lot of times it would take going into a classroom, a grade class in the grammar school, talking to the teacher and say, look, are you willing to have a, have a child in your class that has autism? And explain what the, you know the, the differences are going to be and kind of the, the problems that might arise. And when they would, when they and the school staff, whatever would agree to it, there was a lot of uh benefit from that. In the sense that our daughter would, you know, had that thing of being able to move in and out of when, it, when, it, when she needed more of that kind of special educational aspect of the school, she'd move into those classes, but when possible. There would be more and more inclusion into classrooms where well, she would be the only child in there with autism. But at the end of the school year, she benefited from it. And I think all those other kids benefited from it because they learned what it was like to learn the class. was a little different. had little oddities about them, but they all you know, had a shared experience and everybody
0: progress progressed. So this was, a, this was something that was very important during my child's school. I see a license plate behind you that says Fat Tony. And uh, you probably couldn't yeah, see yeah, the um, animation. A, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's,
2: uh, that's uh, my character on the. I've been doing that character on the Simpsons for thirty years now. Ian, so, do you ever know, met
0: Tony? I think I sent you the fat, Tony. There's fat. Tony oh. right <laughs> That's right there. We created a little bit of animation when we started the show with. And do you find that the kids respond to, to animation?
3: I mean, I don't rely on it a lot because I have such amount of time. I only have a certain amount of time where I have to get my teaching in, but I mean, my kids right now love red Robin commercials. They love Outback Steakhouse commercials and macaroni grill commercials. That's what they look forward to. Why, why? I, I, because it reminds them of going out to dinner, which they no longer can do. (laughs) So, I mean, they don't, my kiddos, they like Peppa Pig. I mean, I would love if I could show some Fat Tony Simpsons uh, clips for, I wish I could, but it just goes right over their head about
0: stuff. I heard that Fat Tony's voice uh, was really uh, inspired by Joe's uh, Uncle Willie.
4: (laughs) Whoever you are, you're one of us. Whatever you want, we'll get you there. If you're not like anyone else, you're just what we're looking for. It's time to enroll in your future. Nevada State College. Welcome to The Great American Pub, a great place to hang out with your friends, watch a game, and enjoy some great pub food. Our kitchen is open 24-7 with our full menu. Try some of our signature dishes like lobster mac and cheese or clam chowder. Join us at The Great American Pub and enjoy happy hour specials. Grab a drink and enjoy great pub food from all over the country right here in Las Vegas. The Great American Pub with two great locations, 215 in Eastern and Flamingo in 215. In a changing world, it's time to change how we look at college. That's why Nevada State College provides excellence with affordability, a campus with diversity, and programs that offer opportunity. Nevada State College. Be bold. Be great. Be state.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I had a that actually talk like this, so it was my homage.
0: And now, uh, our associate producer Carol. Uh, Adam, I uh, submitted this question, which is distance learning often necessitates a certain level of ease and familiarity with technology, as well as sustained attention, motivation, organization, and cooperation. What are you finding is the biggest challenge for your special education students?
3: The biggest is just being able to maintain sitting in front of me for sometimes hour-long sessions to 30-minute sessions. And what I can be doing then, if I, of course, I they're much more vi- physical and showing me their frustration versus saying like, I've had enough right now. Can I get a break? I'm not going to hear that come out of their mouth. So I have to be super sensitive to knowing like, okay, well, this is a bit much right now. What I'm asking is a lot of you right now. So I'm going to have to dial it back and be like, let's bring out this activity. This activity is usually it has a little bit more engagement. So I'll try to layer it for high engagement, low engagement, just so I don't overload them with like drilling. Like, okay, let's count our money. Let's go through our sight words. I don't want it to be a constant drill session. So if I notice that, you know, they're starting to look off more, they're looking at everything, but what I have and what they have in front of them, that's when I know I have to change it up immediately. And I, I have spent so much time getting tabs open on my browser to make sure I have you know, plans A through Z ready, depending on how I'm reading that room that in front of me. So wow. you have to plan for everything. I plan for at least two hours for my tabs, just in case something's not going as well as I thought they were. But that was crash and burn you know. in August. I learned that, oh, I did not have enough ready to, to support myself.
0: Now, we all want to be politically correct, you know, and and I just learned in my conversation that we're not supposed to say Asperger's anymore. It's just on the spectrum. Why is that?
3: Uh, Well, it became the it became the haves and the have nots. So it's like, oh, you got the good autism. That's the Asperger's. You want the good one. Make sure you're not labeled with, you know, regular autism. Make sure your kids hired. They should get that special one. That's Asperger's. So they had to remove it because it became it became divisive in the autism community because it somehow that one was a better one to have just by its name. And that was that should never be part of the purpose of getting a diagnosis that you want a certain diagnosis because society says, well, that is the better one. We don't feel as bad for you if you have the Asperger's label
1: because it connotes a certain amount of intelligence. It like It's high functioning. Got it.
0: Uh, you know, I've said before that we're here in Las Vegas, but of course, this is a global uh, situation with distance learning. Uh, Ian, I, I sent you uh, some resources. If you could, before we run out of time, put those resources up on the screen for families here in Clark County and here in Nevada, uh, the Accelerated Learning Clinic, and, and jump in if you're familiar with any of these. You bet. sports uh, My friends actually started uh, Feet Families for Effective Autism Treatment in Southern Nevada. Uh, uh, Julia Ostrowski, and Glitch Fitness. And I understand Sports Social is very, very successful with children responding to bouncing the ball or or They learn how sports. to
3: skateboard, they learn how to ride a bike, they learn how to use do music. I mean, it's just, it's super inclusive that where they can work on skills that makes them able to socialize with typical kids. Like, well, if we're both, you know, have an interest in skateboarding, this becomes a point where we can socialize together and have a common place to begin with. So Sports Social is an amazing so my so hand coordination isn't a big oh it is every balance. i mean it's right it depends on the human i gotcha i'm not great at skateboarding but i also i mean that but i also don't have autism i mean it's just one of those things okay doesn't mean one or the other
0: well uh you know there's some tips that i have here and tell me if they're if they relate to things uh that help the kids uh, creating a quiet distraction free space for your child to learn
3: you you bet but that's That's very difficult. I would like them to live in a soundproof room and and work with me in a soundproof room, but life doesn't always dictate that depending on their home situations,
0: Find a fun activity your child can look forward to each day?
3: Yes, sometimes we call it the negotiations. Like, (laughs) oh, wow, if you do really well, we'll make sure you'll be able to walk the dog with us later kind of thing. You have to have, sometimes you need what we call an A-level reinforcer, the one that they really wanna work for.
0: Set reasonable goals for your child?
3: Yes. I mean, I always feel like my parents' goals are different than my goals. Like maybe they just want to survive this time and like have a time where like they're not having to be angry or frustrated with their child. So again, I, I feel like my parents have different outcomes than I do at times.
0: Think about how to support your child's learning without making it your job to be their teacher.
3: Again, it's, it's a dance. It's some parents feel like, because it's, i'm in their living room they feel like they need to also be the co-star in our show and it's difficult i want i never want to ask more of them because i feel like they're already doing a lot but i know if anything sometimes i feel like they're the ventriloquist uh, and helping my student answer questions when i'm like yeah i really need them to answer though so and
0: i would be the dummy (laughs) <laughs> I
3: want to be in Nancy's
0: class. You do? I think we all want to be yes. in Nancy's class. We <laughs> really, we have a short time left here. Uh, Joe, is there any tips for parents uh, or educators in engaging these kids?
2: You know, as I look back on it over the, you know, the 33 years of my daughter's life, I mean, it's one of those things that we, from, from the moment she was diagnosed, me, we realized, well, we have two choices. We either you know, put your head in the sand or you... you, you look out there and try to try do whatever you can, find out what's available, and try to explore all the avenues and see what works and what doesn't, and, and that's what we've done. I mean, I'm lucky you know, my wife and I have been together for close to 50, 50 years now, so she's been the perfect uh, support partner in, in that we both are on the same page of, like, look, we're do what we can do. We have another daughter, our younger daughter, Gina, who's She's had to be the big sister in a way to her older sister. But together, we do, you know, we just do all the things that we can do to try to, uh, you know, one realization came to was the world is not going to adjust to my daughter. So she's going to have to adjust in a way to the world. In other words, we do what we can to kind of prepare her for, you know, for for her her life as long as it's going to be and, and, uh, you know, God willing, well beyond you know, my wife and I, and so we are want to give them as much as the tools and advantages
0: as you can yeah. Well we appreciate your time. Uh Joe Montana new show. Hopefully it'll get picked up called yes. On the Spectrum. And oh it's picked up, yeah. It's oh, it's picked been- up. It's on Amazon. No, it's on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cindy, any any, any parting any parting advice for the parents or teachers and engaging the students? Just be big and fun. Big and fun. Yeah. Nancy, last last thing. Any wrap up?
3: Uh, I'm wishing everybody the best of luck to get through this last semester. There
0: you go. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in. Please like our YouTube page and it's at Jonathan Scott Entertainment. I want to thank our guests again, Joe Montaigne, all the way from California. Cindy Williams, all the way from Las Vegas Country Club. <laughs> Poison, don't say that. <laughs> and Nancy Zegler and, and and it's Spring Valley High School. Spring Valley High School, home of the Grizzlies. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Jonathan Scott reminding you still eat well and party hard, my friends.